Imperial Day. Welcome back to Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the brand new daily fantasy app where we actually make money. Download the app for free. Use the code MMN Mayo Media Net. They're going to match the first $100 for free. If it's free, it's for me. We've been up in the market every single day doing pretty well. You know, I turned that free $20 promo. We're up over $3K. Been a little flat, but I'm back near my personal high because that's really why this game is so good. It's not an all-or-none game like DFS, which we're going to help you out with, to the first pillow profit with daily DFS and jock market that will move over to some fantasy stuff. I did some year-over-year power statistics. It's Memorial Day. You know, we want to just kind of look and maybe take some accounting of the ball. We found out the power, and it's coming back. And I just want to put some numbers to it before we dive, you know, into this Next piece of the season, right? I guess we're at like the quarterway point. Not exactly, but pretty much where... For me, it's time to react, right? It's not time to overreact. I'm kind of peaking at standings. But to be honest, I had a team that was like 13th place a couple weeks ago. And now it's in first. So, you know, you really got to be careful with standings and overreact. I'm really into good players. We're going to get up into all that. Let's begin with the stack report. Remember, for the audio-only listeners, you know, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Please press the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're coming at you every single day. And then we're bringing it the rest of the day as well. Starting pitcher ranks, apply team totals, just... Follow me up on Twitter, MLB Moving Averages, at MLB Moving AVG on the Bird app, yo. So let's dive up into the stack report. Um, I do have the IPOs. Okay, Jack Market IPOs. Excuse me, scratching my big nose right now. Itchy. Is that, I think that means something. So there's two slates. We're going to have a 105 IPO for the 105 games. Those seven games, that goes up to 610 which can be a bit hairy looking for players at 1 o'clock, 4, 6 o'clock, but I think we have a couple in the early part of that. And then there's a 710 IPO for the night slate, but obviously I've seen all the work, but I'm going to present already. There's not too much scoring I'm expecting at night. We'll see if we get some of that as well. And of course, if you have any questions, always, literally always, legitimately always, you can hit me up any time of day, any day of the week, either on Twitter and the YouTube comments. I really do my best to try and get around to everybody, jock market people, to the front of the line. Let's get up into the stack report. First up, we have those Detroit lefties against Dylan Bundy. Four touchdowns, poke high, having a rough go at it, as always, been up and down. I'm looking for a little more down right now. 39% fly ball, 11% barrel on the year. Of course, that's when to get you in trouble. I mentioned the lefties. He's in particular having trouble against them. Lefties have a 306 batting average, 864 OPS against with three home runs. So we look at Harold Castro and Jamer Condelario. Really like both of those guys because they're going to be on the cheaper end, right? And DraftKings are probably be down in that. 3500 3800 range, not over 4000 And in jock market, we'll probably get them for about 4 bucks or less, even with a half slate. Maybe we'll go up to like 450 even 5 for a guy like Candelario Castro, maybe a touch lower. But as you know, the reason why we like jock market so much is you could really take advantage of leverage. There's no free squares, right? In DFS, everybody piles on to the cheap player, and it ruins it. In jock market, if a player is cheap, it means there was no demand, which really opens the door to profit, which is why kind of highlighting these players in the morning and just really focusing on five, six, seven players at a time 
if they're cheap, really opens the door for those big profits. And again, you know, we kind of you play around even and then look to jump up on the big days, which is exactly what we've done. So that game's at one ten. Next up, two fifteen p.m. It's the Padre. I have righties, but then as I was digging into Packy Norton for the Cardinals, he was with the Angels. I know I've attacked him in the past. I think they're just using him as an opener. So the one player I do have is Luke Voigt, my man without the neck. The necklace is starting to wake up. He usually feasts on lefties. Norton has has allowed a 363 career WOBA to righty. So give me Voigt there. Next up, 4, 10 p.m. So these are all in the early slate. Miami lefties against Feltner. That one's going to get a lot of attention because it is in cores. He's had a rough go. Nearly six deserved ERA, 44% fly ball, 48% of those at 95 miles an hour or more, 11% barrel, and a 455 expected WOBA on contact, 911 OPS to lefties year to date. So we're going to be looking at Jazz, who is back. He played yesterday. Jesus Sanchez starting to wake up a bit. And Joey Wendell, who's also back. Wendell, in particular, is probably the guy that gets overlooked. Um, so that's really where we're going to be looking. Although I'd also say we're probably going to be looking to backfill into that game as well. We're going to be looking for Miami bats. Not so much Colorado. I know it's Coors, but they got Pablo Lopez. So like, there really is a point where I'm saying... I get cores, but there are sometimes we just don't want to walk into it, especially if they're expensive. If you follow the Jock Market Show on Friday, thank you to everybody. We'll be announcing the winner shortly. I'm just going to get to it. We'll get to it soon, and then I'll have the hat out, and you'll have it by the end of the week, uh, whoever that winner was. I can just have to tally up the totals and go through all the comment sections, you know, kind of a whatever it is, what it is. Uh, Pain in the butt. So, um, we have Detroit lefties, San Diego righty in particular, Luke Voigt, and then Miami lefties against. Feltner, I do have Cleveland lefties as well. That is six tenths. That's also in the early slate. So I actually don't have any stacks for the late one. Check me out on Twitter. We'll get something going on for later on. You know, I'm just running the player model early on to look for hits. So we're looking for Cleveland lefties against John Heasley. Career 629 Sierra 160 whip. He's in particular struggled with lefties. So give me J Ram, Josh Naylor, and Palacios. In particular, those last two. Naylor, I mean the public is starting to wake up to, but he's not J-Ram. A guy like J-Ram and Jock Market, we've seen him go above 7 into 8. I don't like to go up there, but a guy like J-Ram, especially if he's on the player model, and he's at 5, 550, we really want to smash that today. So we have a good couple nice spots today. Again, it's always price dependent, which is why you really have to keep following, but I keep on putting the work out all day. I'll be home. I'm also on VEASAN tonight, so I'm going to be home pretty much working today. Let's just make some money on this Memorial Day. Like, what's more American than that? Although that was kind of funny right i have if you see me like not really shaved i'm a few minutes behind all totally unlike me because it's one of those tfws right that feeling when it's memorial day and you realize uh you work for canadians <laughs> i'm not an american company they're working today <laughs> i didn't you know i didn't know i actually called the boss and you're like i don't i'm here to work man i never miss a day but I don't want to put a video out and have nobody home to produce it, right? So I because I cut these things and I send them in and they gotta get clipped and you know whatever. And um, yeah, I found out of course they were working. So here I am, like just a few minutes behind schedule. But that's why you like you know the Yankee Doodle Day they're a little out of control today, maybe more so than normal. And of course, a few minutes behind. Did I like did I like decide to brush through the work and maybe like half ass it a little bit? No, of course not. I decided to try and overdo it in more time, right? So I woke up late and decided to do something completely new, which. 
I guess it's kind of just kind of the things that we do. Me, you, and the Corks. That's crew the hardest working bunch up in the business. Here we go. I have a chart up. It doesn't look that great, but it is something for the audio-only listeners. i got another one. I think this one, the next one will look a little bit better. So I, want, I mentioned at the open, I wanted to start tracking these lead-wide power statistics for the audio-only listeners. We'll walk you through it. But again, like all the graphics that I bring, if you can get over to YouTube and just grab a screenshot really quick, it really might help because sometimes seeing these things helps. I mean, I know it helps me. So just really basic, upfront, cut into four sections, right, because we're only in May. And, you know, most statistical places put March and April together. I don't think we've had any March games. But so you see March and April 2021, March and April 2022, then May 2021, and May 2022. Batting average, OBP, slugging, ISO, Really just basic. We're going to do the percentages in just a few minutes. I just wanted to see what we could see and if like the numbers really match the narrative. Again, we've got to be careful just chasing narratives. Just because someone says something is so, the public tends to do that, right? We remember the very beginning and very ends of things. I've mentioned this in the past. There was a very famous tactic of Muhammad Ali. He used to come out very strong and make sure to finish very strong. And it was a psychological kind of tactic on the judges, a human, you know, instinct that we focus on the beginning and then the end, the book ends, right? So last year, early in the year, batting average was 232. You flip to this year, it was 231. So really no no change, really. Then over to May, batting average jumped up to 239. And this year to 245. So there's like, you know, a bit of the narrative maybe even dispelled or unless you're coming in and saying well wow i've been following johnny and he's talking about offense picking up we've been going over and hitting because the lines have been lowered we've been adding hitters that have been producing right if you're following our work through the week we're doing the advanced statistical leaderboard tuesday and wednesday the ads come out on thursday somebody for a 10 12 and 15 team league at every position again if the average person is going to do we're going to overdue and that stuff is really stuck man gosh add add schwindel add cole calhoun to the list of people we were on weeks in advance cole calhoun was on our list two weeks in a row now he's on a total tear and is like the must add of the century right brandon drury still producing for us we were on frank schwindel then on the pitching side the same thing picking up on whiffs contact stats and the like so let's dive back into the fantasy board here so average kind of doing what we thought it might do. OBP, really the same thing. March of last year, I should say April last year, April of this year, really the same, 309 to 307. Then we see the subsequent bump in May to 315 and 312, respectively, really in line with exactly what we'd expect. Over to slugging. Now, here is where I think the issue was with the narrative, and this is why I kind of like to visualize these things. So slugging last year early on was up at 390, this year, slugging early on, meaning March and April, down at 369. So pretty precipitous drop-off, both by total and by percentage, and that has the public going nuts. But now, when we jump back into May, the 390 in 2021 jumped to 397, 7 points. The 369 this year jumped to 396. So it jumped right back up to where it was in May, so really, all we're seeing here is just a drop in slugging percentage in April 
of this year. And now, partly bowl, partly humidor. We had some really bad weather, snow and sleet and bad weather cities and stuff. But now we've had a return. So if we had a return, I'm no longer looking for the death of the baseball. We've even kind of identified good ways to find it, right? Not using barrels, trying to use blast, looking at line drive rates, looking at standard deviation of launch angle. Again, context and nuance is going to be at the center of this. A baseball season's really long. You can't just have a strategy in April and roll it out there till October. We're constantly testing and backtesting, building the boat in the middle of the ocean, but that's kind of part of the game. So back into ISO, and again, you're going to see the same exact thing. ISO will track slugging, and I think that makes sense intuitively. So 157 last year early, big drop to 137 this year early. Rebound last year, ended up pretty much flat the 157 jumped to 158 this year the 137 jumped to 151 so again we haven't quite fully recovered but we have absolutely like doubled the gap right we are traversing the gap the rate of increase is happening and we've pretty much caught up so if you're just thinking like okay we had this kind of variant April, as far as power, you might say, okay, that kind of explains it. Now, maybe we're back on track, right? So now let's dive into the other end, where the up next level of power statistics, the next tier or basket of power statistics, however you want to look at it, more the percentage, percentage stats. I was interested in fly ball rate, home run to fly ball rate, hard hit rate, and barrel rate, right? Things that we're looking at and we think of as being impactful. Let's get on in. Last year, fly ball rate, 35.7 early on. May stayed 35.5, again, at 0.2%. That is exactly the same number when you're considering the sample, right? So it's, it's, it did not move. This year, fly balls were up. They continue to be up 37%. Again, 36.8 to be exact, to 36.6. Again, that rate being flat, but up, which is also an explanation for the decrease in slugging because of the ball and the change in the humidor, right? So we're not kind of making stuff up. It is, it's not incontrovertible fact, but we are using educated, I don't know what's that guesses. You know, these are inferences. We're inferring based on data that we're backing up in real time. This is kind of answering what it is, and that's one of the adjustments we spoke about, is which teams and players are making that adjustment and not trying to lift as much. Not looking to lift by hitting the ball with swing path raised, right, and hitting the bottom of the ball to lift it because that hang time is hurting them. So now home run to fly ball rate, and again, this is exactly going to kind of mimic the ISO and the slugging. Home run to fly ball rate was at 13 0.3% last year early, stayed at 13.1, so flat, flat, flat. So that's kind of what we're seeing. So as we kind of validate these stats, last year we didn't see extreme changes March to April. I don't know much about the weather. I don't think it was as extreme as it was this year. This year, what do you expect? The whole run-to-fly ball rate down at 10.0, but it's jumped up to 11.4. So again, we're, we're getting back to where we expected, but it's a touch lower. Again, all these things are really in line with what we expected. Hard hit rates doing exactly the same thing. Stable year over year, pretty much across the board. 39.3 to 39.1 in 2021, 38.8 to 38.5. These numbers are all exactly the same, and you'll see it on the chart. It basically looks flat across the top, got the buzz cut, that military flat top going on. And then barrels, pretty much the same, 8.4 to 7.9 last year, 7.9 to 7.6. So all really, really flat. The thing is that we've noticed is barrels are being hurt because certain balls, and it's really the high 
launch angle balls, those 30 degree and higher, the 31, 32 that are still part of barrels are not having the subsequent damage we expected, although even though some of those are starting to tick back up. So I know it's a little bit different for fantasy, but I think, yeah, it's a holiday, right? Why not do something a little bit a little bit different, a little bit fun, but it's really just to try and put our thumb on, you know, the tracking of the season, right? We don't want to be behind it. We don't want to continually be talking about the dead ball, the mush ball, if we're seeing home and a fly ball rate correct as, you know, everything is getting back to normal, right? So if next month we're back in line totally with last year and years prior, even if it's just a smidge down, hopefully we can cover that discrepancy. Hopefully that'd even be better because it might be an edge of people chasing the things that we're no longer chasing, like bower rates, right? Because there are going to be players that have high bower rates, but lower blast rates because they just happen to fall into that bin that doesn't belong there now, the one that we're not interested in. So again, context, nuance, time sorted stats, that's what you're doing here. You know, hopefully I know it's only a few minutes of down fantasy, but I really hope that this stuff is actionable, kind of pertinent for 10, 12, and 15 team leagues. I know I've seen it. people up in the comments are like, man, I just, they've and that's what I like. It feels so much more kind of educated and more kind of like, you know, really understanding of the the why things happen. Not so much just chasing stats, but understanding the inputs as much as the outputs. All right, let's dive into the betting board. Gosh, has it been rough or what on the betting side? Although, really funny stuff, always lessons to be learned. And, you know, this really no different that if you've been a singles player following us, you know, for for the beginning of the season, you're doing excellent. And I see that, you know, and if you're just doing the parlays, it's been rough. We've had some tough bounces that we haven't been able to close them. Doesn't mean we won't get it going and hit, you know, again, if you get hit two in a row, all of a sudden it kind of makes up for 10 losses, which is really a point of this and this kind of fun exercise that we do. But again, I do bet every single one of these. So it was, I laugh and some of it's tongue in cheek because you have to be, especially when you're sliding. And if you notice, again, if you're following on Twitter, I really don't take any days off. Though I do have different strategy that I deploy because I'm not at my computer running the algo with all the filters. I'm not betting, you know, I'm not putting the same amount of weight behind these Games and we generally have a couple thousand bucks riding every single night. And weekends, more right a hundred. That's why when you see a tenth of a unit, for me, it's a hundred bucks. So that I don't mind, you know, on a parlay. And if you lose, you lose. If you win, you get a nice hit. We had a couple early on to start the season. But I'm not rolling out these heavy units on every single one of these plays. Again, I have to make sure that I'm betting the stuff that I recommend. And what I was getting at was the different style you see on the weekend. I'm kind of warming everyone up for football and strategy being so important. Where, again, betting sports. Listen, you bet underdogs, you're always going to be, be better off. So I put out three or four underdogs that I think can cross outright. And again, if you bet the parlay, you didn't cross. But this weekend, if you were betting the round robin or the straight plays, you did really, really well. Saturday, I saw a ton of green screens, man. People crushed they crushed on Saturday we did really really good we got three out of four big money underdogs and that's how you get across if you're round robbing round robining as if that's a verb meaning you know if you have three it's a b a c b c and if it's four I'm probably going to screw this up a b c a b d b c d and a b d right then you could have three out of four or two out of three depending on the circumstance and 
cross the finish line with some pay, especially with four. It's very hard to hit four to four. That's why the parlays I'm trying to do are three out of three. Let's dive up into them and what we like. I got some F5s up on the board because those are getting posted early with the holiday. I like the Giants and Logan Webb, F5, minus 110. Casey and Cleveland, F505. That's over five for the first five, minus 110 in Arizona, first five plus 100. Let's just take a quick look at the games themselves before we get out of here and I go enjoy the day. I'm going to try and shake off this hangover. Goodness gracious, man. I just wasn't expecting to work that fucking disa- absolute disaster, which I guess is kind of fun. All right, so Logan Webb is going to Philly. I've always liked Webb. 126 whip, 354 ERA, the OPS on the season down below 600, 3 FIPS, sub 4 Sierra, sub 3 PCRA. Really, really good. The strikeouts are a bit low, but I'm okay with that. It's, I think that's a function of the low first strike rate. We've seen this year he's still forcing chases 37% of the time, still getting 60% ground ball rate. All the hard hit stats are really good. He's kind of struggled with lefties, so I know that's Harper and it's Schwarber, but I don't know if I really want to buy into that right now. Webb is kind of coming into his own. I, I think that's really more what I'm interested in against Kyle Gibson who again has some of the surface stats going the deserved ERAs up near five he lives in the center of the plate a bit too much he's also a bit of a ground ball guy but he's got some barrel stuff going on his adjusted barrel rate some of the underlying advanced statistics a bit of a mess and he's been struggling with righty San Francisco is going to be going after him I just kind of like the San Francisco team right now and not really buying what Gibson is selling I'm surprised in a matchup I think we have such a distinct pitching edge to get even money again at San Francisco F5 next up we mentioned uh, the Cleveland stack going after John Heasley and I've not been a fan of Plesak as well with the 5-4 ERA this is Plesak on the season 89% in zone contact rate hard hit rate up at 45 11% barrel one and a half home runs per nine we went over Heasley before his whip on the year is almost up near two he's walking 9% more batters than he struck out now granted it's only 13 innings but that's not a good stat to have in any amount of innings including one so give me Casey and Cleveland going over that five today I also checked the weather report whenever we're doing totals we really got to get into that because the weather is affecting the ball we want to be part of the wind right the ball is bad enough as it is wind bullying in no good Casey Cleveland double digit wind blowing out now that could change but it's not bad weather clear skies you know the the track should be open right The, the green light should be on and then last up Arizona F5 this one I think is the public is just getting a little bit ahead of themselves it's Spencer Strider and the Braves going to Arizona to face Zach Gallon listen Strider is excellent there's no bones about it he is excellent in the stats show it but I I think he's maxed out at three innings and 60 pitches I mean the Arizona offense has been good lately. I know people just like to write off teams because of the jersey, but they're, they're just not bad. Looking at the last seven stats, OPS is the team. It's 780, best chase rate in the league, top five hard hit rate in the league, 9% barrel, 118 WRC+. plus. This is the Diamondbacks. Last seven on the year, the disciplinary basket's pretty good, though they've been better as of late. Christian Walker coming together, Cattell Marte. Coming together, they added Alec Thomas. So, like, I don't know. I like this Diamondbacks team. They're one of my favorite underdogs to bet on. The public hasn't come around on them yet. And I think Zach Gallon is pretty much like a bona fide ace. Like, he's a legit bona fide ace. 222 ERA, 0.83 whip on the season. Just awesome. 19% K minus walk. Just the everything that you really want to see. 
2% barrel, one half of a home run per nine. Uh, he's been excellent, just absolutely excellent. So San Francisco F5, Arizona F5, KC Cleveland F505. And remember, pack them together is plus 630. That'll get us across the finish line for the week. And those are all viable plays as a standalone. We're up against it with the time. Hope you enjoyed the holiday show. Look at me. Need a haircut. I need a shave. I need some water. I need some ibuprofen. I am absolutely a disaster. But that didn't stop me, man. I always come at you 115 off the crack of the bat as if this was the very last show I was ever going to be able to do. And I think that's what people appreciate it so much, man. It's all about the hard work. It's all about the dedication. It's all about the passion. And it's all about the sense of humor. It's all about the sense of community. It's all about the malleability and flexible nature of our work without getting sucked in to losing and letting us affect us negatively. Boom! There's your feather in the cap on the way out the door. Thanks so much, everybody. Enjoy the holiday if you're celebrating. You know, if you have the day off, man, if you could still handle any more barbecue and any more high noons, I swear, if I see a high noon today, I'm going to yak. I must have about 20 or 30 of those things yesterday. Oh my gosh, the beer pong table is out. Things just got a little crazy with the fam and the in-laws, but hey, if you can stomach them. Enjoy them. So remember, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only stuff. Remember, don't overreact to the fantasy landscape. We're beginning to pick back up. You'll see it materialize in the advanced statistical leaderboard coming at you the next two days. Download the Jock Market app. We've got two slates, 105 and 710. And we gave you some nice names and some cheap prices. Download it. Code is MMN, 100 bucks for free. That's more, that's like 20 shots, right? The average player is five bucks. Some of the guys we named are even cheaper than that. So you're going to get at least 20 swings at this to stay in the game, and you shouldn't really have to use your own money at all. That's the whole point. I mean, I never did. So thanks so much, everybody. Enjoy the day. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down here at Mayo Media Net. Love you all. Appreciate you all. And I'm about to go back late on the couch. Peace.